Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Strong Mom. Good morning. I hope you're having or had a great week. I am recording this podcast. I'm about to head out, go meet my trainer. Yes, I have a trainer. (laughs) And so I got this idea to record this episode. I've been thinking about it all week because for some reason, I've been getting the same question asked lately a lot. And it is, how do I, what do I, how do I lose belly fat? Like, how do I, what exercises do I need to do to lose belly fat? So um, that's what we're going to talk about. And I am going to um, burst your bubble a little bit because It's not about exercise. If you really want to lose your belly, let's let's talk about really what matters. And so I went ahead and I titled this the exercises to lose belly fat because I knew it would attract you. So if you're listening, you are the person that really needs to hear this message because it is doing more harm than good. Um, And a lot of people play on this. So before I even kind of get into it, you know, you can get on, I see this on Pinterest. I see this on Instagram, YouTube. People know that you want to lose your belly fat and they play off on that. And so they're like, this is the secret or this is the exercise and here's 10 minutes to abs and all this. And I used to fall for that crap too, thinking that there was like, oh, okay, I could just do this 10 minute ab exercise like this fitness model and I'm going to have abs like her. And it's a bunch of crap. Um, And the reason being is because when it comes down to belly fat, nutrition is going to be the biggest player. And not only that, but first let's bust a couple of myths on fat burning for or exercises that are fat burning. So we can't spot reduce fat. What does that mean? That means you cannot do a ton of crunches and burn fat on your abs. You know what crunches do? It tones your muscle. It, it, it's, it's using your muscle. It's building that muscle. It is not necessarily burning fat. Yes, you are using up some calories, right? You're burning some calories, but it's not necessarily, you know, burning that fat right there when you're doing abs. And on top of that, we don't lose fat. We don't spot reduce fat, meaning that you can't do abs, right? And just work on your belly fat. When we lose, uh, when we burn calories, when we are in a calorie deficit, um, that's how we lose weight, right? But unfortunately, we lose weight. We can't really control where that weight loss comes. It usually comes all over. But then we all know we have those quote unquote problem areas. And I hear that all the time. This is my problem area. And it's usually for women, it's like stomach area or it's upper like back fat 
um, or it is like lower body fat. And it's different. And you look at women and women are shaped differently and women hold more fat in certain areas more than others. And I, I tell my clients this, think about this. Those problem areas are going to be the last to go simply because that's where you're holding the most fat. So if you're losing fat pretty consistently all over your body, it makes sense. Those areas that have more in it are going to be the last to go. So I want you to get out of your mind that we can spot reduced fat. I want you to stop falling for all this crap you see on social media, people trying to get your attention with all these like, you know, quick result things. And let's get our mind out of that because we don't want a quick fix that doesn't last. We want an actual fix that lasts. And to do that, we have to do it in a way that's actually not a quick fix. We have to do something that is sustainable. For one, we have to do something that we're going to be able to upkeep and that has the most um, that's going to give you the most and let, and, and that not only that is in a way that is healthy too, right? So I have a saying, a healthy body is a sexy body. And when your body is healthy, it functions better. Everything functions more easily. You don't have as many cravings. The fat loss is easier. And so if we, if you were to come into this and think about this as from a health perspective first, then it would make things easier and it would put your mind in the right spot where it needs to be in order to keep sustainable results. If you're somebody that just wants to drop weight as fast as possible, see that number on the scale move and you don't care about how you have to do it or what you know, your life is going to be like afterwards, then this is not the podcast for you. And I know that you're listening to this because that's not what you want. So let's talk about what we can do to actually get the results that we want. And so the first thing is, let's talk about your health and let's talk about the things that actually matter. So there's a reason why you accumulated this body fat. And I know, and yes, exercise can help, but that is, that's not the, the big picture here. This is like slapping a bandaid on something and we're not going to do that. Right. So let's look at your health first because that matters the most. So let's talk sleep, drinking enough water, and stress. So those are three big key factors that can play into um, belly fat. And let's talk about sleep. So there are direct link studies showing that obesity is tied to a lack of sleep. All right. When our body is not getting the proper amount of sleep, it is not do it's doing a disservice to you. The next day, you have all these hormones that are out of out of whack. So you have a hormone that makes you feel that's your hunger hormone. It's called ghrelin. And so when you don't get enough sleep, guess what? Ghrelin is higher the next day, meaning more food cravings, meaning you're going to get hungry more. Next, you have um, cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone that is elevated the next day as well when you don't get enough sleep. That also plays into food cravings as well and stress. Um, so the next the other hormone that is 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 affected by sleep is leptin and leptin is your hormone that makes you feel satisfied it's that hormone that tells you you're full guess what that is lowered when you don't get enough sleep so the next day that is also playing to effect of you having food cravings so 
I want you to pay attention. When you don't get a good night's sleep, the next day, how do you feel? I bet you you're more hungry than you usually are, and you just never have made the connection to the two. If you're someone that chronically undersleeps, guess what? You're probably having food cravings all the time and not even realize, like, you can't even know the difference because that's just how you've been trying to function, and you're working against your body. Your body, your physiology is going to win every time. Your will, you only have so much willpower, and you can't push through. Eventually, your body is going to win. So let's work with our body. So if you are somebody that is getting less than seven hours of sleep, um, then I would suggest you work on your sleep. And you might be saying, but I'm not tired. Well, guess what? You, Your body needs that sleep and you have just learned to function with less sleep. And that's not good. And not only that is we're talking about restorative, restful sleep. If you're somebody that's waking up multiple times a night, right, and we're not getting good sleep, it doesn't matter if you're doing eight, nine hours. Well, it's very, you're not going through all your sleep cycles properly. You're not getting that restorative, restful sleep. There's different phases of sleep cycles that you go through that are beneficial for different things. And so when we're not cycling through those things properly, guess what? You're not getting the benefit of the full benefit of sleep. So quality is also something that plays a part in that. So look at that. If you are also not drinking enough water, the reason I say this can play into it is because I want you to think about how much your body consists of water. 60% of your body is water. (laughs) Water is needed for all your bodily functions, including fat metabolism, fat oxidization. That means fat burning. Everything in your body needs water. So if you're not properly drinking enough water, guess what? Your body's not functioning properly. If Even if you're slightly dehydrated, that can have an effect into your energy levels. That could also mean you having more cravings for food. You overeating food also because your body signal for hunger and thirst are the same. You cannot tell the difference between thirst and hunger. And a lot of us will opt for the hunger, thinking that it's hunger when we're actually thirsty. So try to at least drink your half your body weight in ounces of water a day. I really suggest, I always tell my clients to work towards a gallon of water a day, especially if you're exercising, especially if you're taking supplements. I think it's just a real good rule of thumb to work up to that much water. And it sounds like a lot, but I promise you, it can make a big difference if you're somebody that is not drinking water. Um, the next thing we want to talk about is stress. So stress increases cortisol. Cortisol is a stress uh, stress hormone, right? And there are links to increased cortisol with belly fat um, and stress to belly fat in general. And belly fat can be a little bit of a different type of fat. It can... Um, be an inflammatory type of fat. And so now we're looking at like health issues as well because of our belly fat. And, you know, if you have a little bit of belly fat, I'm not talking about you. Uh, this is more for people that have a lot of belly fat, right? Um, this is when it comes into, that's why there's a, a link to increased disease whenever we're obese from our belly fat. So let's try to, I want you to think about this. If you are somebody that is really already stressed out and you're chronically stressed and you're thinking the only way I'm going to lose this belly fat is if I exercise, I'm going to just jog a bunch and I'm going to do all these crunches. I want you to realize that exercise is a stressor. It is a good stressor when our body can recover from it. But if your body is not getting enough sleep, it's that's a stressor 
right? Uh, we're not eating properly. That's a stressor. Um, you're stressed from everything all around you, right? It's personal things going on in your life. That's a stressor. And then you add fuel to the fire by putting on cardio or putting on exercise. And then your body can't recover from that. And guess what? It's not helping you. <laughs> it's making things worse. So there's that saying, um, you know, what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, and that's pretty much a lot like exercise too, because it is a challenge. It's stressor on your body. Um, but you want to make sure that you can come back from that and recover and be stronger. But if you're so broken down and so stressed out, you're going to overfill your stress bucket. I want you to think about you have this bucket and all these things that are stress is filling up this bucket. And we don't want that bucket to overflow because then that's when we have issues. And not only this is our, and then we're also, if you notice guys, a lot of is tying back into your health as well, right? And so um, that bucket will overflow and then we're going to have all these issues. And then guess what? It's really, it's pretty much impossible or really hard to lose weight at that point when you're that stressed out as well. All right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm talking really fast. I'm trying it. I want to get this episode done before I have to leave. And realizing that health is should be your first priority. So let's recap. Getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, and reducing stress. Those are things we're not going to talk about how to do those things. I just want you to become in this episode. I just want you to become aware that those are things that you need to focus on first if you're trying to lose belly fat and you're having a struggle. So now let's talk about nutrition. And also, guys, I am going to talk a little bit about exercise at the end, but I don't want to start with that because that is not the big player in this whole scheme, right? So the next thing we're going to talk about is nutrition. Nutrition matters the most whenever next now that our health is we're, we're getting that foundation of health. Let's talk about the nutrition aspect. And guys, you don't have to do a low carb diet. You don't have to do a keto diet, right? We have to understand how fat loss works. Carbs are not our enemy. <laughs> so when it comes to weight loss, you have to be in a calorie deficit. Now, it's easier said than done because it's a little tricky. It's a little tricky because we have to figure out, you know, what is that calorie deficit? And not only do we have to think about food, but the other part of that is calories out, which is our metabolism and how our body is functioning with those calories. And that's where people can get a little, it can get a little tricky, right? Because there's more aspects that go into what your metabolism metabolism is. But when it comes to actual science, it is a calories in, calories out on a basic level. Um, and so we need to be in a calorie deficit. And that does not mean no carbs, right? All calories, all, all ma- there's mac- there's three macronutrients and all calories are made, all food is made up of macronutrients and this is what make up our calories, right? So proteins, fats, and carbs. Um, if we have to be in a calorie deficit, it doesn't mean a carb deficit. It means all calories in general. So you can get a really great results eating carbs. You know, you don't have to not eat carbs. And, and when you look at studies and they compare a low-carb diet versus a high-carb diet, as long as calories are within a weight loss range, you're in a calorie deficit and your protein is adequate. There we go. That's a really powerful one there. Protein is adequate. It doesn't matter if you're eating lower carb or higher carb. You get the same 
those people lose the same amount of weight. It seems as first that the lower carb group loses more weight quickly in the beginning, but it's because they're losing water weight because the less carbs you eat, the less water retention you hold. So that's why people think that these low carb diets are magic when they lose like 10 pounds in a week and it's mostly water weight. It's not fat. It's not all fat. It's mostly water weight. Um, So I want you to keep in mind that reason being because most of us like carbs and you want to choose a diet that is sustainable, something that you can upkeep for the rest of your life. If you go back and you listen to episode one of this podcast, I talk about the five things you need to ask yourself to figure out the perfect diet for you. One of those things is, can you see yourself doing it for more than a year? It has to be something sustainable because whatever results you get from it, guess what? To sustain those results, you got to keep doing what you were doing, right? And so we need to get out of this aspect of seeing um, things, uh, dieting as a challenge, like um, so many much like 30 day challenge, 60 day challenge or a challenge, like I'm just going to eat well or I'm going to eat this certain way until this event, right? Because that's another thing people do is, oh, I have this coming uh, upcoming event. I want to look my best. So I'm going to diet. I'm going to do, I'm going to sh- uh, use all my willpower. I'm going to push through. I'm going to push through. This event happens. You get to that deadline. Then afterwards, you just go back to all the other habits you were doing before and all the weight comes back on. And then and even more weight. And there's a reason for that. We're not going to get into it, but that there's a reason why people lose a bunch of weight and they, they gain it all back and more. Um, so we don't want that to happen. So we want to pick a sustainable diet. Reason diet matters so much, guys, is because you can't think, I want you to think about this. You go out and you do a cardio, say you go, say you go jogging 30 minutes, right? Okay, we burn 200, 300 calories. I'll give you something like that, right? And that's that's being good. Um, how easy is it to overeat those calories? Very, very easy, right? 300 calories, I could eat that in like 10 minutes, okay? <laughs> it's very simple. It's very easy to overeat the calories. So instead of trying to outrun our diet, which is never going to work, let's focus on the diet first and then the aspect of of exercise can supplement that instead of seeing weight loss as exercise first, nutrition second, or we're trying to outsmart our nutrition by exercising. It does you can't do that. Um, so we need to look at nutrition, and then we need to look at it in a in a place that's practical and sustainable. This is why I love macro counting, is because nothing is off limit, nothing is restricted. It teaches you balance for what your body needs because the macros, are, your macros, your proteins, fats, and carbs for the day are set based on your goals, your metabolism, and it's so it's so custom to you. And then you start learning the portion sizes of what your body needs. It's not a cookie cutter plan. So we need to. You need to put into something a diet, do some type of diet, and I mean diet in the sense of a way of eating that is going to work for you long term if you want to keep this off. If you're just trying to lose weight for a special event and then you don't care for that, well, once again, podcasts, this podcast is not for you. There's some like unhealthy ways that you can go about losing weight a lot faster than what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about when I talk about healthy, sustainable weight loss is looking at one to two pounds a week. If you have a lot of weight to lose, I'm talking like 50 plus pounds, you might look be looking at like four pounds, five pounds a week in the beginning, but you can expect that to slow down and eventually you're looking at one to two pounds a week. And that is healthy, sustainable weight loss because we don't 
want to be also losing our muscle as we're losing weight. We want to actually care about body composition. So we want to be losing fat and not muscle. And if we lose fat too fast, guess what? We're losing our muscle and our metabolism is going down because meta- uh, muscle plays a big part in metabolism. And then also when you lose the weight, you're just going to be skinny fat. And I know I hate that saying too, but you're going to still be just be a smaller jiggly version of what you are now because you don't have that muscle tone underneath to, uh, to look toned, right? So we don't want to lose weight in that way. Um, so now let's, before I jo- uh, jump off here, let's talk about the exercise real quick. Let's talk about what we can do to help to tone or to build the muscle that's underneath our belly so we can have um, more of a defined stomach. So of course, like I said, the belly fat, that's all going to be lifestyle and nutrition based, right? So if you want though ab definition, you want like those curves. And I don't know if you want to the extent of a six pack, but even some women just like, like the outer curves of the, uh, you know, your, your stomach, Um, then you do want to do some exercises, but there are some ones that I am going to suggest to stay away from. And there is this one exercise that is a really big pet peeve of of mine. If you are somebody that's ever trained with me, um, or maybe have listened to some of my other episodes, you know, I'm really against this one ab exercise and it really bothers me that women do it. And I want to explain to you what it is and why it doesn't work. So I am talking about weighted side bend. So what does this look like? This looks like a woman standing and holding weights in her hand and bending from side to side, thinking that this is going to whittle her waist or her love handles. It's actually doing the opposite, guys. Yeah, it's doing the opposite. I want you to think about this because we can't, now you already know you can't spot reduce fat. You can't burn fat in certain areas doing crunches, right? So what happens when you strength train a muscle? Think about it. What happens when you strength train a muscle? You do a bicep curl, right? And you're doing with weight progressively getting stronger, what is that muscle doing? It's building up. So how is your ab muscles any different? You're sitting there and you're getting these heavy weights. And I see women doing heavy, heavy, heavy weights, like 45 pounds plates, and they're bending from side to side. So what they're essentially doing is they are strengthening their abs, their side abs, their obliques. When you strengthen a muscle and you build a muscle, it gets bigger. So what do you think is going to happen to the side of your waist? Now you are building more mass. It's not making it smaller. It's going to make it bigger. So skip anything that is working your side abs, your obliques with weights. You know where you want to use weights is when you're working your rectus abdominis, which is your six pack abs, the front. So one of my favorite exercises for this is cable crunches. I love weighted cable crunches for this. Um, so you want to stick to things that are just body weight exercise, like Russian twist. You can maybe do like a smaller, lighter weight, or you just do body weight. Um, and once again, guys, do not be focused so much on exercises. Exercise being something that makes your waist smaller. Let's look. Think about exercises being something that's going to define your waist. So nutrition is going to make it smaller, and then the ab exercises are going to define it so that way we see definition in our abs and that's really how we should be looking at this and not not the opposite way and the reason I want to share this with you is like I said I've been getting this question asked a lot and 
I was like, you know what? If if there's a couple of women asking me, then there's other women thinking this. I know it's going to help them. And this is like, it's so hard when I'm somebody DM me, DMs me and they ask me these questions and I'm like, oh, I can only say so much so fast. And so that's another thing that inspires these podcast episodes because now I can be like, okay, well, go listen to this podcast. <laughs> go listen to this episode. And it explains it and it breaks it down better. Um, and I just get everything out. I get it how I want to say it. And then it's everybody gets the same message, which is awesome, right? So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it was very helpful. I know I just went over and I gave you the big picture. I don't have that much time. I'm trying to hop off here in 20, 30 minutes. I try to keep them short. Um, but if you have any questions, any additional questions as to how do you go about and apply these things, reach out to me and I can help you. So I am Mama's New Strong on Instagram, on Facebook, or Jessica Nicole, Jessica Nicole May on Facebook. You can join the uh, podcast community, which is now called Macros for Moms. I mean, that's always in the show notes is the link to the Facebook group. So if you are not already in that group, I highly suggest you jump in there. I'm trying to be more active in there. Um, I am actually working on something that is really going to be like the most awesome thing that I've ever given away. Um, and it's going to be a getting started with macro counting guide like a starter kit and it's going to include my custom one-of-a-kind macro calculator spreadsheet which is something I use with my personal clients and I, I was like oh my gosh this is like such a big give but I want to give it to women because now that I have macros for moms I want to help women really really get started with macro counting and I know that's a big part of it is they need to know what their macros are and they need to be able to do it in a very efficient way versus a lot of these calculators that are not very efficient at, at putting that together for these women and then it just gets them started on the wrong track. Um, so that is something I am working on. So if you are in the macros group, macros for moms, Facebook group, you will get first, um, first Intel into how you can get that when it's ready. I'm expecting that to be ready next week. Um, but I am going to leave you for that. And for now, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in next week's episode. Bye for now, guys. Hey there, mama. Are you trying to figure out how to lose the last of the belly fat, but also have strong curves in all the right places with a booty that would make JLo proud? You've lost the majority of the baby weight, but now you want to take your fitness to the next level by gaining lean muscle and transforming your body. So you've Googled things like how to gain lean muscle, how to get tone, and you've tried free fitness challenges from Instagram fitness chicks, but you're still stuck and nothing seems to be working. I hear you loud and clear. I've totally been there and you could totally trial and error it like I did for a few years, but I don't want you to get so frustrated that you give up in the process altogether. So I created this simple and right to the point guide that explains the top five fitness mistakes you are making that are keeping you stuck. These are the top five things that I continue to see sabotaging women's results. And these are the five top things that I struggled with and I had to learn to overcome when I had to take, when I wanted to take my fitness to the next level. So you're going to want to go ahead and grab this free guide. You can go to www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash five mistakes. That's www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash five mistakes because I don't want you to make these same mistakes in 2020.